1998, I founded the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. I did it because I had a few talented friends who needed a place to take their art to the next level. And because I knew there had to be more voices out there waiting to be heard. And because I wanted to go to an open mic where at least two out of three poems didn't suck. My name is Tracy Smith, and this is the Kazoo Slamcast. This is Slam Poem. Later, like, the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning. My ears reach in the suburban noise of night. A question asked in one naked moment. I am the Smith. I am the poet. I am the industrial revolution. No longer bright as fireflies. Finding how wonderful we are, we form the sweet nature of the future and the reasons that we sing. This episode is part one of a show that was recorded in February of 2000. Now you'd think in February that not a lot of people would show up in the middle of winter, but uh, there's a crazy amount of talent at this show. Uh, it is one of my very favorite recordings. Um, you will hear the first ever performance of Greg Bliss's slam poem, The Musical. You will hear uh, Sean Shea, through the power of sampling, do a piece entitled Limbaugh Mantra that is fucking hysterical. The feature is Mr. Charlie Burgess, local Kalamazoo singer-songwriter, uh, and will consist of uh, the open mic and uh, the first part of Charlie's set, and then part two next week will be the second part of Charlie's set and the slam. Enjoy. This is a poem by a friend of mine in Seattle, Gabriel Bolain. Poem for people who love poets. This poem is dedicated to the people who love the people who love. You know who you are, or maybe you don't. You could be one of the 10,000 single moments we write about, or the breath we wake to every morning. You are every hand that has touched us, from the first to slap us into the world to the one to close our eyes for the last time. This is for you, who are our peace and our fire, our safety and our cage, the ones we cry for alone and the ones we push away. You are the needle, the bottle, the knife, the gun. You are the hand that pulls us up when we are so far down and the kiss that loves us when we have forgotten to love ourselves. You are safety and misunderstanding. You are the danger that we lick off the edge of the knife named life. Your name is one of the 10 million words for love, and your body is our temple and our crypts. Your dreams are what we fear, and your fear is our every day and night of exhaled stars. You are our creation and our undoing. This is for you. This is for you who allow yourselves to be transported by our dreamy sighs, who bleed the revolution we have conceived, who shut off the television and turn on your minds. This message is for you, the lovers of those who love. You have chosen a difficult path. In our hearts, we are gypsies who cannot know safety. We feed on the tensions that would kill others. We poison ourselves for the enlightenment, and we are transformed. We feel the pain and beauty within your hearts multiplied in the infinite reflections of a child's eyes. Forgive us. We are incapable of your version of sanity and would spit at it if it were offered. Forgive us. 
for the damage we cause, for our thoughtless trampling through your unsuspecting lives, for our tears and blood and sex and rapture that we cannot help but heave at any standing close enough to smile. Forgive us, we are treading an unmarked path, playing a game with no rules, dressed as soothsayers when we are only idiot children, seeking a home so we'll have somewhere to go to break the dishes. Protect yourselves. We choose to live deeply rather than long. We cannot accept the safety, you the safety you offer, but rather dance with madness and her gifts of tainted prophecy. Forgive us, shelter us, inspire us. Leave us to curse our muse and the bloody sacrifice she demands. This is for the lovers of those who love. This is dedicated to you. I'm going to read a couple. The first one is uh, from Pablo Neruda, the song. The hand on the word, the hand in the midst of the word of a God, the hand of a measuring span on the waist of our spirits. We must shake up the box of our language, startle the vocables till they circle like seagulls. We must pound out the mud like batter till it sings. All must be soiled with our tears, washed with our blood. All take the violence tit, tint. That's too many beers. Anyway. <laughs> That's terrible. It's good to go down slamming on this thing here. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> all must be soiled with their tears, washed with our blood, like all the violins tint. <laughs> Till a river leaps forth, the whole of a river and a span of a teacup, who goes to song that is a word for a river. <laughs> God, and I, I always wonder, well, like, what kind of God would would talk to Hitler and answer his prayers, and what kind of God would talk to uh, all of the unsavory people we know in our lives? If there really is a God and He's doing all that, He's probably that kind of a God. So. I thought I'd maybe write a poem about him, and it's called Savage God. There are many gods, each winding up its own universe and disappearing forever, walking around in their immense white Grecian robes, striding on a galaxy-sized legs, indifferent, leaving their creations behind alone to fend them for themselves like lizard eggs. Our God is Savage God, the God of the Big Bang, of science. Unlike the others, he is a personal God, stuck around after the fireworks to help us kill each other and to survive as the fittest, doing our personal best. He is Darwin's, Darwin's God, the God of natural selection. Got a real sweet tooth for blood and ashes. Supernova's his favorite confection. Even though he's so big, Savage God likes to visit Earth to answer each and every one of your prayerful requests while still taking the time to nudge a run or two from the robin's nest. God, Savage God's always like to work alone. He does not play or work well with other gods. Never had a son named Jesus Christ. Still, he likes the Christians a lot, thinks that crucifixion thing was kind of cute. The Muslim extremists and their holy wars are his favorite now. He likes how they're not afraid to die or to fry up a bunch of innocent bystanders. Likes them because they're such little go-getters. Savage God 
was only slightly embarrassed when Hitler and his homies slipped under the heaven's fence and got into Valhalla. Somehow the banquets will be different now. The lavish food and war stories won't be quite as good, tainted by stormtroopers raising their tankers, boasting that savage God was still working on Hitler's prayer for a pure race. When poor savage God finally looked around and noticed them, all he could say was, oops, there goes the neighborhood. Savage God chuckles at the very thought of 666, the sign of the beast. Once helped King David massacre half of the Middle East. He's even more powerful than mighty Shiva with his squirmy dance of a thousand legs and hands and 500 hard-ons, all trying to bang a gong to get it on to host our final gong show. Savage God just winks at her from behind the crab nebula. He also visits our prisons, listens to every convict's dearest hopes and dreams, looks on lovingly as someone, surprised at first by the salty taste of her prisoner's waist, eases slowly along the soft skin, sliding down to meet himself, a lost soul spiring out of control into the abyss, twisting deep into the belly of the Nautilus, more human now than the rest of us, who are so different and distant from that moment, and warm as milk from the stars. My stoned emotions sent me tumbling into a world where fate deals its hand blindly, first person to the left of the cherry tree. And I think the rules of poker have been substituted for ring around the rosy. We're all falling for a fantasy composed in an orchestra of underworked, overpaid union workers. Leagues of cosmopolitan women and teeny boppers parade their finer points so that we'll sleep on the bandwagon. And people wonder why I despise being skinny. It's not because I'm anorexic or bulimic or because I have a red hot poker coming out of my ass. Poker, full house. Uh, does that mean I win some peace and quiet? And I always wondered why my mother asked for it every year for Christmas when I could use a vacation and I just went to Boston four months ago and I got a parking ticket in Cambridge and they had the decency to watch my car for an hour and $100 later. I, at least they didn't steal my toothbrush and my hairbrush and my CDs and my camera and my poetry. But na 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 na, there's always more poetry for me to hide behind. And... Now we're playing hide-and-seek, and I'm seeking he's hiding, playing guitar, and he's half awake and twice as good, and sometimes I don't even see it. And my hair's getting long again, and I guess it's been a while, three years, five houses, and we all fall down sometimes. It's hard to get back up when the sun hasn't shone for weeks and the dog wants to go for a walk, and it's ten below. The world keeps turning, the soap opera spinning, and I'm the queen of unfulfilled dreams, and there's nothing to say in my defense, I expect. Except I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of faces shine through the darkness to illuminate the moment. And I've tried to be a reflection of light. When the pool room is dimly lit and it doesn't seem I'll ever win a game against him no matter how hard I practice. When the key to the mystery is a card flash for five seconds during a game show I've never heard of. And if life passes this quickly now, I think that someone should build a runaway truck ramp for time, force a pause and allow a breath, a vacation for everyone to remember, to love freely for one day stretched into an eternity, like a kid on Christmas Eve or the moment before the first kissed, when the world is perfect and there are no goodbyes. This is Slam Palm. The musical. <laughs> and I have been waiting for this moment, this one whining, self-defining, love-effacing, trance-embracing, dance-shoe-lacing all my life, been waiting to give the world my single, solitary, beautiful, and redundant, self-masturbatory self. But are you ready for Slam Palm the musical? Are you ready? 
to sing and smile and dance and sway and sway and dance and sing and smile and dance, dance, dance your gay little heart into the lipidly devious arms of a legion of fag-hag posers waiting backstage to convert you. Because this is Slam Bomb the Musical. And we will camp out all night for tickets to your blank first effervescence. Make us feel inspirational, Slam Bomb the Musical. Bathe us in your tasty bad acting, reminding us that our mediocre lives aren't half as pathetic as the nine weeks you took to rehearse and stage, Slam Bomb the Musical. Now... Slam poem the musical is as common as coke, and everyone can recite every banal line of its three-hour score. In fact, we don't refer to slam poem the musical as slam poem the musical anymore, but rather spit em, the main event. <laughs> and even if you haven't seen a musical in quite some time, you will see spit em, the main event. Because music is important like you are important. Like the first time you walked out of spit em, surprised that it wasn't entirely a bag of shit. But... Oh my God, I am so nervous right now. I just want to say that my favorite dance number is Children Shouldn't Play With Sarcasm, as well as um, uh, Don't Take Me Like a Ghost and Put Me in Your Nightmare. And I love the way Spitem is so much more than the kind of theater of the cruel that Artaud imagined when he inspired Bobby Joe McPherson III to create Spitem from his obscure novella Nausea. And don't you think musicals are just like sex? And all I can think about now is singing songs from Spit'em on Saturday, Monday, and Thursday night karaoke. And I have a Spit'em tattoo. Want to see it? <laughs> but it's so like real life. Spit'em makes me feel alive and free and like a laughing little girl again. And forgiven and loved and released and reclaimed when they sing the I Want song and everyone gets on stage and tells everyone else who isn't listening because they're singing and dancing and smiling and swaying about what they want. But I tell them anyway what I want. If ever I wanted anything to want, I have wanted this one explosion of everlasting somethingness to never, ever, never end. <laughs> and ten years from now... When you paw through your neighbor's garage sale floor for a faded commemorative spit em on tour t-shirt, and the local homeschool association is reviving the royalty-free donation-only based production of Spit'em while a small-town junior high chorale instructor fearlessly writes his own finale to include a 50-piece marching band and a 10-minute mime solo. While Bobby Joe McPherson III writhes in a sweaty rehab center crawling his way inch by angry inch towards sobriety, we will remember Slam Poem Musical. For without it, we would have never made it through puberty. We will remember how it was in the beginning, before the spinoffs, Slam Poem, just the choruses, and John Tesh playing Slam live at Leadville, Colorado, <laughs> and Slam on Ice. <laughs> Don't give in to the sham. We'll always love our jam. For one brief shining moment that was known as Slam Poem the Musical. Short one. It's called That Girl. I want to be the one you can't breathe without, the one you think about when you go to the bathroom. I want to be your boyhood fantasy taped inside your locker, straddling some stool, smiling a smile that's just for you. I want to be the one girl you get at the end of the movie, 
I want to be the one you talk about in circles of boys and gym locker rooms. When you get high, I want to be the girl that gets you low, the taste in your mouth that you wake up in the morning with. I want to be the shit to you, to your whole group of friends. I want to be the one that you don't want to marry, the one you just want to talk about and dream about. That one that if you could, the one that you fantasize about, wish to God, that if you could have one shining moment, one thing, one naked, raw, carnal explosion of lust and emotion, it would be me heaving my sweat-covered bosom and exhausted delight. As I lay so close to you, I could become you. I want to be that girl to you. Opinion. They say that opinions are like assholes. Well, I don't quite get it, but I'll agree. My brother used to say that assholes are like friends. You don't have to like them. You just have to know how to have fun with them. He graduated, and I hear he's in L.A. doing some sort of dancing, making good money on tips. <laughs> my, teacher, my teacher said friends are like pens. You don't sharpen them, and eventually they run out of ink, and you throw them away, and you really nobody likes black ink on a good paper anyway. Whoa. She left early for a KKK rally. My friend says that teachers are like blowjobs. You invest so much and work so hard for them, and afterwards, you wonder why you missed all the good talk shows on TV. I never have written him, but... My mentor says that blowjobs are like baseball games. They're supposed to be exciting, but it looks a hell of a lot funner on TV. Gee, how'd I pick him out of a crowd? My grandpa says that a baseball game is like life. It's boring as hell, too long, and then it's over. Man, I got good roots. My rabbi once said life is like a Christian reform youth group, just a bunch of corny, two-dimensional, virgins-of-life teenagers, and once they take advantage of your mind, well, damn, baby, you're on your own. And we wonder why Hitler got the wrong idea about us in the first place. My grandma, a civil rights leader, <clears throat> once said that Christian reform youth groups are like, well... I guess. Save yourself, goddammit. Don't listen to them. Don't let them get into your mind. They'll rape the culture right out of your ass. More cookies? Well, I do agree that opinions are like assholes, and frankly, I don't want to know a goddamn thing about yours. Let the sun take me away. Take me from the advocate that always promises. A suicide short of desire, gathering in God's court, drinking wines of lost premonitions. Sun-stained windows open to the scent of lilacs, seeping slowly into a room of dancing shadows and the intoxications of a thousand and one lovers. And the cigarette li is lying gracefully between your breasts before you slowly put it to your lips. I can see you, this time, not as a man, not as a rapist. No, you are here and you are beautiful. I love your texture and you depart. There's a lot of uh, Grand Rapids people who uh, seem to uh, come to these Kalamazoo things, so um, what I need to tell you is that the last three people you saw are regulars on the Grand Rapids scene, and at Grand Rapids we now have uh, two weekly readings, which is wonderful for Kent County, anyways. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anyways, so if uh, anybody is up near the Grand Rapids Way or whatever, uh, stop by and ask us where the Sunday and Wednesday night readings are in Grand Rapids, and uh, we'll be free to tell you. Uh, um, we are now due to the court decision. Anyways, um, 
Um, I, I was listening to the radio, and, and this, this Pretenders song kind of came on, and it, it got me kind of wistful and such, and it's a... Oh, it's kind of, you know, one of these lovelorn kind of readings anyways. So I, I decided I'd try to do something that's kind of oh, oh, sort of roomy-ish and sort of, you know, transcendental uh, uh, for, for this. Just sort of a, a, a nice old-fashioned kind of love poem. Um, and uh, I ended up doing it with a bit of multimedia, so um, uh, tolerate this and uh, we'll, we'll do this. I, I call this piece the Limbaugh Mantra. Rush, 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 hot, 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 turning up. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Limba, Russia, Limba, Limba, there is a decidedly leftist slam in political things that network does. What's up? I would venture to say that I hate Nothing rhymes with snurdly. Since there's no liberal on the phone. <laughs> Waco, Waco, Hare. And it is doing whatever they could Feminazi to buy. Rama. There's not enough time to be fair. Who knows what's responsible for this? But it ain't. With uh, him. And it is a business. To achieve I don't care what anybody wants to do. Well, I, look, I've got this. She says, Jimmy Carter said that CNN helped him send messages to Mohammed Farah Adib Sahib. I've been waiting for this day to now have, from say what, Jersey. I want to check off box on everybody's tax return. Do you support the Russian law? Because nobody in the right mind would pay to see that. Russia Limbaugh. I don't care anybody who's given contrived questions to ask, whichever one you want to believe. Since there's no liberal on the phone, the Brits are smart enough to know that nobody in this country wants to watch Calls her mama. Because nobody in their right mind would pay to see that stuff. Who knows what's responsible Russia for this Russia Radio. Radio Rama. 400 stations. Nothing on us. Thank you. How short I am. All right. Uh. Can you guys do me a favor and picture yourself on the top of a mountain? Close your eyes and picture it. Please, try your best. All right, cool. <laughs> As a brisk cold hair hit my face, I knew I had no more emotion. All I could see was rocks upon rocks, covered with snow. And as, as I looked over the, the great mountains, I could only see my life before me. As the tips of my skis poked out over the ledge, the wind at my back, and I take off. Snow hitting my face so fast, so fast it melts. The wind making me cry. All I can do is react to what's happening. But wait, oh shit! A cliff. What to do? But nothing. I'll go over it and I'll never think back. And as I hit it, I wish ESPN was there because I was, pu I was pulling and twisting and doing some of the tightest shit in the world. And pow! I hit the ground or something hard. And now I'm as crippled as those rocks on the mountain that took my life from me on that day. This is my first time up here, and I'm nervous as fuck. Right. 
Like prison guards, they lock you down, a prisoner in your seat. Your boundaries, your limitations, just two square feet. They say slavery ended many years ago, but I'm sad to say in schools, I'm yet to see it so. The teacher, Adolf Hitler, with one million Nazi troops. We students, the Jews, shunned to our little coops. Their ammo, referrals, their death camps detention. No social skills will be learned when a word can't be mentioned. So what can be done when no respect is given either way? Just shut up, sit down, look forward to that graduation day. And maybe someday students will rise up off their feet. But as for now, we're stuck to our two square feet. All right. But nevertheless, Chad, okay. All right. Um, the butterfly pit. All right, hold on. The butterfly flits from petal to petal. Its petite buttercup wings seem to struggle against even the slightest breeze. Yet somehow they manage to keep the narrow ebony body afloat and drifting. While I gaze at this little scene, I forget for, for a moment where my body is. All I am is warm and content. All I know is a sweet scent of lilacs growing at the edge of the field and the soft, grass, fresh grass pillow beneath my head and arms. Daisy trees loom over me, and I am buried under their pollen snow. Today is good. All right, uh, I wrote this one a couple days ago. I was sitting over at my friend's house, and uh, my friend Sam over there, she, uh, she started wailing on this coffee table, just beating out of drum beat or whatever, you know, because she's a musical person. And there's this little four-year-old girl, and she picks up this water bottle, and she starts shaking it and shaking it and shaking it. And we're like, Zoe, why are you shaking up the water? And she said, that's the water sound. All right, so here's the poem. It goes, uh, Zoe's going to be a fine lady, one hep cat that knows where it's at, hippie chick, full of soul and spirit and just enough bite, gypsy lady in touch with the earth and the moon and the night, who doesn't need to hear flattery because she knows enough without being too tough to respect herself. I can see her now all grown up, steady, sweet, loving lady with dirty bare feet and an understanding smile, cooking at a campfire kitchen, dancing to the beat of a djembe and counting the stars by the wail of a didgeridoo. <laughs> All right, next up we got Sam. Sam? Come on up. Okay, actually about a guy. That's probably why it's one of my favorites. Like the very gods in my sight is he who sits where he can look into your eyes who listens close to you to hear the soft voice, its sweetness murmured in love and laughter, all for him. But it breaks my spirit. Underneath my breast, all the heart is shaken. Let me only glance where you are. And the voice dies. I can say nothing. My lips are stricken to silence. Underneath my skin, the tenuous flame suffuses. Nothing shows in front of my eyes. My ears are muted in thunder. And the sweat breaks running upon me. Fever shakes my body. Paler I turn than grass is. I can feel that I have been changed. I feel death has come near me. And rude. 
Um, this first one's from a series of poems about his girlfriend, Lesbia. Like, in the beginning, it's, like, all good. He's, like, totally in love with her. But then you can tell, like, as the poems go on, the, like, relationship gets really rocky. And later, like, the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning. <laughs> we should live, my Lesbia, and love and value all the talk of stricter old men at a single penny. Suns can set and rise again. For us, only one brief light has set. There's, only, there's one unending night for sleeping. Give me a thousand kisses, and then a hundred, then another thousand, and then a second hundred, then still another thousand, and then a hundred. Then when we've made many thousands, we'll muddle them so as not to know, or lest some villain overlooks us, knowing the total of our kisses. Still enjoy it, and if you haven't heard it, I hope you feel it. When people say they're not making love anymore, they're just not taking the time to, to explore one another. Making love is better than a hit of ecstasy. It makes, it massages your mind and tingles your spine, like an unexpected heroin addict taking his first hit. When people say they're not making love anymore, they're not taking time to play on each other's playground, the way kids enjoy taking turns on a twirly slide. When people say they're not making love anymore, one's just trying to fuck, only putting energy into his or her horny thoughts. For making love is like a caterpillar's metamorphosis to a magnificent butterfly. When people say they're not making love anymore, they simply forgot. Making love starts with a deep and passionate kiss. Horny <laughs> poem and, a and another love poem. What would y'all rather hear? Horny. All right. All right. Uh, all right, all right. The title of this poem is, I wonder if cockroaches drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, I wonder if cockroaches drink Kool-Aid as I sit in my bed watching them crawl across the floor. I have seen them eat Doritos that have fallen on the floor and carry chicken bones across the floor. But I've never seen them sip on that sweet multicolored drink. They must like beer because I've seen them zigzag from the 40 bottle of my father's Miller Lite bottle underneath the toilet seat. I know they like cartoons because I've seen them stop and look at Scooby Dooby Doo while diving in my bowl of Frosted Flakes. <laughs> but what I wanted this Saturday afternoon, do cockroaches like Kool-Aid? Maybe I'll just ask the president. I know he knows what sticky liquid Monica likes to drink. Just for such people. The Willies! There is no known cure for them unlike the heebie-jeebies or the shakes which Russian vodka in a hot tub will smooth out. The drifties can be licked, though the vapors often spell trouble. The whips and jangles go away in time, so do the fan toads, and good company will put the blues to flight. But the willies are another matter. Anything can give them to you. Electric chairs, raw meat, manta rays, public restrooms, a footprint, and every case of the willies is a bad one. Some say... Flow with them. Ride them out. But this is useless advice once they are, in your, they are, you are in their grip. There is no way to get on top of the willies. Valium is totally ineffective. Hospitals are not the answer. Keeping still and emitting thin, evenly spaced waves of irony may help. But don't expect a miracle. The willies are the willies. This is for... This is for Melissa and her mom, and for me and my little girl. I'll walk through the rain, 
by your side I'll cling to the warmth of your tiny hand I'll do anything to help you understand I'll love you more than anybody can. And the wind will whisper your name to me. Little birds will sing along in time. The applause Charlie Burgess guys thank you a cop shot me in the head no I ain't lying shot me in the head and you were crying You told me that his gun was very small A cop shot me in the head A cop shot me in the head In the place Where everything's the same Like on TV The place Where everything's the same 
We laughed and did drugs with their kids. shot me in the head but I kept talking you were amazed that I kept talking you told me that his gun was very small a cop shot me in the head a cop shot me in the head a cop shot me in the head a cop shot me in the Floating on a floaty, floating in a pool. Her crotch and her tits, they were covered up with fruit. A regular cornucopia. I was waiting by a pool, reading Rolling Stone. 
And there was the lady in an ad for This is a song I wrote about a recurring dream I had as a child. And uh, I forgot about it for a long time until I was reading this book. I don't remember who wrote it. It was called Satan, a Biography. (laughs) 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 And uh, in the introduction, the author talks about how uh, he was on this train, and he was afraid because the train was going to go through a tunnel, and he always heard about devils being in the tunnels, so it reminded me of that dream. <laughs> Little devils all around. Devils that live underground, and there's a tunnel up ahead. A tunnel full of little devils. Little devils with cans of paint. Little devils don't care about dashboard saints. Daddy, drive fast. Get us past. Get us past the little. Devils Daddy, Daddy Something's wrong We've been in this tunnel Way too long And here they come With their cans of paint Devils
daddy, daddy, something's wrong. We've been in this tunnel way too long. And here they come with their cans of paint. Devils. Little devils all around. Little devils that live underground. I was up camping in the Manistee National Forest and laying in a hammock, and I uh, saw this thing in the air. <laughs> so I, I got my, I, I ran into the van and got my little tape recorder and started singing. And <laughs> this is what came out. Great big ice cream sundae from out of space Was in a place prepared for me The great big ice cream sundae from out of space I stuffed my face cause it was free And when I was finished Its size was not Diminished The great big ice cream sundae From outer space Was in a place Prepared for me
when I was in college, I had this friend that uh, lived in Warren. We went down and stayed at his house one weekend, and he took us to this stripper bar that had a dirt floor. <laughs> and <laughs> Warren. <laughs> that was a whole trip, but anyway. Years later, I had this dream where we were there, and, and Bob Dylan was sitting at our table. <laughs> and after the dancer got done, he got up and he started singing this song. So I, I woke up and I wrote down this song. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Down at the station, lots of trains arriving early in the morning. Down at the station, lots of people saying goodbye. Down at the station, lots of trains arriving early in the morning. Down at the station, lots of people saying goodbye. Some people want to go on back, they want to go on back to another track. Some people want to go on back, lots of people saying goodbye. Some people want to go away, they want to go away to another day. Some people want to go away, lots of people saying goodbye. Down at the station, lots of trains arriving early in the morning. Down at the station, lots of people saying goodbye. Down at the station, lots of trains arriving early in the morning. Down at the station, lots of people saying goodbye. Maybe I'd try your hand at writing pornography. Yeah, a novel a week at 120 bucks. It's serious money. I can connect you with the guy. We're thinking of collaborating on one ourselves. I gave up writing when I was 10. Too dangerous. Only if someone reads what you write. So far, we haven't had that problem. <laughs> 